Hey, what's up, people? Welcome back again to the Over in Eight Minutes podcast with me, Sam Matthews. This week, you've seen the title, but I'm joined by a proper soon-to-be and living legend of the motorsport world. I'm joined by Prager Cup 2022 driver, fully qualified driver coach. He's a Super 1 National Junior Champ, Rage Sports Pro Sim racer. He's only 20 years old. He's the Lockerbie Lion. Gordy Much, how are you? Welcome to the show. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Yeah, th- Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. I'm always flattered whenever you should see the state of my DMs. It is literally so much just left on red. <laughs> so yeah. anytime somebody about I'm so grateful, it means so much. Yeah, no worries. I mean, yeah, it's uh, I actually I actually really, really like uh, like the idea of podcasts of like having a nice conversation. Like like we were just saying, you know, a lot of with the interviews, like you know, I don't mind it too much, but like it gets uh, repetitional after a while. So, you know, having like a, a more laid back, you know, kind of thing is, yeah, it's, 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 it's quite enjoyable, really. So, yeah, no, it's absolutely my pleasure. I love the oxymoron of racers describing when they like slow paced, like slow events. It's always a nice oxymoron for me. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like we, we live, we live like so much of our lives, so like really, really quickly. So it's quite nice to take our, take our time from time to time. Well, we're going to get started with the iconic three questions, and then I've slipped in a few favourites for myself that I just want to talk about, purely for me, never mind the listeners. Uh, so we're going to get started with one. What is your favourite bit of memorabilia that you own that you've managed to obtain over the years? Well, it's actually something that uh, my my dad got, and uh, it's actually downstairs um, oh, nice. in, in, in this new place. So I've kind of nicked it off of my dad. Um it's like a, a, a call, Colin McRae a photo of him in the maybe uh, Safari. I can't remember which rally it was, but you know, it's like a, this uh, this really lovely picture on the wall. Uh, it's oh, such wow. a, and it's uh, signed as well, which is which oh. is really really awesome. So and like and I've got that like you know bang in front of the the couch above the TV, <laughs> you know, in the best spot possible so yeah that's the, the motivation the piece i like that yeah yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> so when you when you're on your third episode of a show on netflix you're like probably should be doing something else by now <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 keeps, keeps me in the game yeah i like that i like that a lot so following on from that what's one bit of memorabilia you'd love to hang up next to it one that you don't currently own but you'd love to own oh i'm a big big fan of like you kind know, of racing helmets you know i i loved senna when when growing up so like i love you know, absolutely yeah, yellow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you know, would love, love something like a Santa helmet or something like that. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'm, I'd have to get a few more clothes looks to make my background it's more sturdy for a helmet. But I'd, I'd be the same as you. I think a helmet. Yeah, I yeah. Think it, an iconic cool thought helmet for me, I think, would have to be the one just because it's got. The, yeah, with it, with a huge, sal- the yeah, yeah. Hu- hu- huge saltire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. No, it's an awesome helmet. That you can yeah. you can always tell that you're Scottish with the, 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 the joys of open cockpit racers. Bring them yeah. back, LMP one. Bring them back. Yeah, <laughs> everything's the same as red and white. <laughs> yeah, well, mate, like a lot of the the new hyper hypercar liveries, they a lot of them are so far red and white. I oh, know, it's, so, it's not except the Peugeot. I, I'm supporting the Peugeot purely on the premise that it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we still need to see Lamborghinis livery and uh, pet. Um, it wasn't Penske. Uh, jo- Jota have now. Jota, Jota have or... got a. They've got a Porsche, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So that that'll be wicked. I think I think we're entering a golden age with the sport, big time. Like we are, we are in a huge golden age of the sport. 
RIP, RIP GT Pro, but we miss you. But gone, yeah. but not forgotten. <laughs> yeah, but we'll come back with GT3, I think, maybe. I hope we'll so. I, I guess we'll see. I'm not sure I'm... if the regulation, I think the regulation is uh, you can have a GT Pro car if you have a car entered in the hypercar class, which I think is why so many um, uh, of the manufacturers are entering hypercar. All right, so it's going to be a case of hypercar sells all the stuff and pays for the GT3, so the GT3 is free. Yeah, well, I think it's the other way around. I think, uh, really? like, well, mate, like, you surely see merchandise it, and stuff would. Yeah, well, you look, you see how huge GT3 is nowadays. Yeah, like the GT3 is is easily the the biggest uh, racing series in the world. Yeah, uh, and you know the huge thing with GT3 at the minute is the AM AM scene at the minute. So you know these manufacturers are making you know a huge amount of money through through the AM drivers. And I think that's what's really, really helping to 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 fund these um, these big projects. Because you look at the hypercar project, and there's there's of course there's no AM drivers in that; it's all pro. No. So I think a majority of uh, the funding will be coming from from you know all, all the GT stuff. Yeah, it, it's Patrick. it's awesome though. It's so awesome. You know, I know. Like, I'm, I'm, I love the fact, Patrick. I'll t I'll tell you an interesting story. So yeah, I am I am so obsessed with racing. That I remember, so I know Patrick Dempsey as Dempsey Proton Racing, right? Yeah. I had no idea he was an actor. So I, my girlfriend was once watching Grey's Anatomy, and I was and I was like watching. I was like, where did Patrick Dempsey find the time to do a cameo in Grey's Anatomy? And she's like, what are you on about? Patrick Dempsey is the main character of Grey's Anatomy. And I was yeah. Like, oh, well, that's yeah. good to know. I had no idea he was an actor. Yeah, and then uh, there's uh, who's who's doing it now? It's uh, Fastbender's doing it now, isn't it? Fastbender, yeah, yeah. Fastbender's Magneto. I, I felt so sorry. Did you see? Uh, every time he got in the car, it just seemed to spin out, and it wasn't even his fault half the time. Yeah, Lamar, like Lamar, yeah. like he finally made it to Lamar this year, and then yeah, got taken out Indianapolis. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was, Indianapolis. That was, uh, and he had another one at um, yeah, number the first chain of Dunlop. Yeah, yeah, he did. So yeah, it's just no luck there. Yeah, we'll see. what hopefully, hopefully, he comes back. I mean, he's good. He's good. He's not. He's not there just as a name anymore. Now he's a credible driver. Yeah, no, he's uh, like you know, he's a he's a strong am. So mm. you know, I think it's you know your first Lamar. I think very very few. You know, very very. There's a very small percentage of the time if it's your first time at Lamar, everything will go your way. You know, it was it was also different. I remember I've listened to a lot of interviews with drivers saying it was different that year as well because obviously first time fans were back for three years so yeah there was there was people that done the race three times they're like it feels like i've never done it before because everything's different yeah yeah exactly you, you gotta feel a little bit bad for the people you know doing them off for the first time with no fans you know, know. it's slightly bittersweet because you know fan fans make the sport they really do yeah no it's it's a proper like it's a proper fan sport for something that is i remember somebody said to me once it's like oh you only see the car for a second every minute order in the case of Le Mans, every four minutes you think yeah, but there's so much more going on that makes it a fan. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Right, so I've been distracted, and we're okay, we're, we're here for the mammoth question of the podcast that every one of my friends deeply makes me regret putting in the intro okay. when I first the podcast. Bourbons or custard creams, which one are you going for? Uh, custard creams, I'd say. Yeah, custard oh. creams. You're, you're, you're off the Christmas list. I'm a bourbons man myself. Are you? Right, yeah. yeah. I'm, I must admit. No, I'm so, a big fan of custard, so yeah. Well... We we're gonna have to agree to disagree on that one, but no, I, won't hold, I won't hold it against you, Gordy. Don't worry. So now, and now I've just got a few ones for me. So this might be a bit of a debate for us. This might go to something else, but I want us to compare what would be our dream Le Mans lineup. So the stipulations for this are: they have to have raced at Le Mans. They can be mm -hmm. from any class, 
but they're people, so they could either be like you know cult heroes of the sport, like maybe not the most prolific racer at Le Mans, but they're just a cult hero of Le Mans. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. And we we can decide what car we want them to race in at the end, but let's assume they're going for the outright lead. Okay. So um, you, we'll do we'll do one each, and then we'll build a three. Okay. Do you want to make an interesting rule where we can't pick the same person, or should we just have the same? It, it could be possible to have the same driver. Oh uh, well. Yeah, no, I'd say that's fine. I'd say that's fine. Right then. You um, go first. I'll let you go first as the guest. Uh, Got to go off the bat with uh, Alan McNish, for sure. Mm-hmm. McNish, McNish, for sure. Kind of mod, modern, modern, modern hero. First lap superstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, who would I pick? Uh, I'm cheating at this because I kind of picked this question last night, so I've, I've had it racking my brains while I was watching wrestling all night, so... I would take, based on the past couple of years, I'd take Felix da Costa from oh, the yeah? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, is this is this throughout the entire time you can, period? Uh, yeah, go on. We'll have yeah, have your entire time period. Okay, wicked. Uh, you gotta go, Ken Miles. Yeah, great legend, Le- legend himself. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kenny Miles. Yeah, I. I've got you've got to take the goal, haven't you? You've got to take Christensen. You've got to have the the most winningest driver at the moment. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's a good mm-hmm. one. Uh Bell off. What Stefan Bell What a dark horse shout, but I love that. That's a great shout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh I'm gonna have to take Kobe Ashy, aren't I? Fastest lap. All right. So you you so you, you, you kind of you've went down the route of like kind of more more um synonymous with Le Mans rather than yeah yeah you yeah. kind of went for like a more kind of modern lineup I think yeah I probably would so yeah like concussion history and stuff brain yeah. is not what it once was so. <laughs> so so the car the car yeah um what car would you put them in I mean are, are we are we like you know this is this is talking about all time again yeah all time you don't. You don't have to pick a car that you think would be every car that's ever raced. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, F one GTR. Oh, a nice choice. McLaren F one GTR. Mm-hmm. See, I'm torn. Do you pick one of the Porsches because obviously Porsche is the the manufacturer of the model, or do you pick an Audi Dominance? But I also love the four GTS, like the original four GTS. I think they're yeah, one yeah, of the most beautiful G- cars the, of all yeah, time. GT forties, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I would pick a GT40 just because I love them so much. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's that's wicked. That's that's you know that's 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 very mm-hmm. very very respectable. Yeah. So you've got McNish, Miles, and Belloff racing in an F1 against yeah. Felix da Costa, Tom Christensen, and Kobe Ashi in a yeah. GT40. Yeah. That sounds like something somebody could make on a well-developed sim. I yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I think a heavy bop would need to be applied to yeah. make the cars even. But, yeah. well, they think, do, they do that anyway. Alpine looks like it might be slightly fast, and they go ah, twenty yeah, kilos yeah, yeah. yeah, taken off there. Turn it down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, we can't have you win. So this wasn't part of the deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's how it goes. <laughs> so following on from that, what's your dream track to race at? What would be one track you would love to see you race at? Um, one track that I'd love to say that I've raced at, um, Bathurst. 
Um, that's a nice show. That's, I wouldn't expect that as a show. I like that. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd probably go Bathurst. Bathurst or um, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Fuji. I I like Fuji. Big fan of Fuji, so I'd go I'd go Bath. I kind of go Bathurst, Fuji, probably Bathurst. Very Just slightly good. Bathurst. Is it? I think as no disrespect to Fuji, but I think Bathurst has a slightly more. I'd almost say oh, yeah, no, I, I, no ab- absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. out of the two, like what, like Bathurst is by far the more more challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, I think there's a bit more of a prestige to Bathurst as well. I mean, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but especially now nowadays with mm-hmm. with the with the, the twelve hour, hour, yeah. That was chaos. Did you see some of the highlights from that? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the start, the start of the race in the fog. I mean, the, the Bathurst is already like a hard enough track, so you know, but, yeah, dead straight. Then we're going to send you up a mountain, and then we're going to send you down the mountain. Yeah, basically. Yeah, <laughs> see if you can make it round. Wow. And then last one, dream car that you'd love to drive in a race, or just even going down the motorway. What one car you'd love to say? I've driven one of those. Uh, I, I, I get again F1 GTR. I think I think that's maybe my most favorite favorite car of all time. Yeah, it is, it is a beautiful car. car. Yeah, a beautiful car. Nobody's gonna hold it against you for saying that twice. Yeah. So we're gonna start right at the beginning now that we've got those nice little. They were pure. A lot of those are purely for me. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. Yeah, I know. It is. <laughs> so at the, I want to start at the very beginning. How did you find motorsport? I assume it was like a, a father son type thing. As a lot. Of yeah, it was. Sport. Yeah. Yeah, my dad, my dad and uh, uh, uncles did uh, did uh, hill climbs uh, oh, nice. in, a, in a kind of Dax rush, which is which is, um, I mean, the Dax is the proper way of saying it, um, but it was um, a leg along the lines of, like a catering. right? Um, yeah, really, really wicked thing, and done hill climbs and sprints and stuff, and uh, they were doing a sprint around this uh, car track called Boindy. Which was really far up in the northeast of Scotland, and uh, during the lunch break there was uh, cars going around, and uh, I just wanted to go, had to go, um, and uh, yeah, just took it to like a you know duck to water, and um, from there just uh, you know pestered my dad into getting me a car, and then uh, um, Santa gave me one for Christmas that year, and uh, yeah, the rest is the rest is history, really. Wow. I'm jealous. I remember there was nothing more I wanted in the world than a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me about tell me about the karting kids growing up. What's the scene like in Scotland as a karting kid? Because there'll be a lot of viewers from afar. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you know, the car the karting scene in Scotland was was um, the, there was only four tracks in Scotland. You had Galsby, you had Boyndee, you had Crail, and you had Lark Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was quite it was quite a small community um it was a lot more laid back compared to compared to like the british yeah um lark hall was the main the main circuit um in scotland so you know people did a lot of club like you know just just that championship but yeah so we what we won we won the scottish and then went into the british and the british was a lot more competitive um everyone took that a lot more seriously so I say that you know the, the Scottish scene in karting was was quite laid back, yeah. Oh. So I take it that was a lot more travel once you managed to hit the British. How how old have you been? All this was going on. Is this like preteen sort of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, type I, age, I, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I can't remember what age I won the Scottish at, but I think at the time I was like the youngest youngest ever to win the Scottish. What a beautiful little humble flex there. I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think at the time, I yeah. think at the time I was. Yeah. Wow. Um, 
and um yeah yeah of course like the traveling became too much for the british so we had to we had to move yeah. move down south so we we're originally from uh Tariff, um and all that kind of family lived in that area right. and uh, we moved south uh to to lockerbie which is a lot closer to the to the border and that made traveling a lot easier but you know obviously the traveling was still was still was still really really far um mm. compared compared to most yeah Wow, so that's just a commitment right there. You have to get involved. So to get, so I want to try to explain to the listener. There'll be a few that understand it, obviously, but there'll be some listeners that don't. To get into the world of carting, it's not a case of you show up and there is a cart for you. It is a you have to buy your own cart. You yeah, you, you trim the tires, make sure they're they're lined up correctly. They're yeah, no, ab- ab- absolutely, yeah. Um, carting is. Um... <laughs> expensive is an understatement <laughs> i think more motorsport in general is just just extremely expensive but yeah cart carting carting is is um is it is too expensive um mm-hmm. because it's meant to be for 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 kids to get into the sport yeah and nowadays it's unaccessible for 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 you know for families that don't that don't have budget and that, that you know that, that that's a big problem because you're denying you know young drivers that 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 have some potentially extraordinary uh, talent um you're denying them even the chance as you know it's, it, it's a very 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 obviously it's a very very hard problem to solve uh, but yeah, I mean, like you know, and it gets really competitive as well. You know, even from the the junior categories, it's like things like um, like the tires. There was when I was back in X thirty, you know, the tires was like certain barcode. You had to buy car like tires that had certain barcodes on them because they were slightly softer because the factory went through different phases with the tire. Um, oh, right. we, we'd uh, keep we'd have a room in the house where we. Where we had like a spare room or something that we tried to keep as warm as possible and have the tires in there so that the tires were you know a little bit softer so we didn't we didn't put anything any chemicals on the tire like but we we, we kept them in a warmer room to make mm-hmm. the tire to, to to try and make the tire softer so it performed a bit better um wow. but you look at the europeans nowadays and up front with a really really good team to do the junior you know, junior world championships for a season, you're looking at 250 grand up front. And it's just ridiculous. That's, it's absolutely that's, ridiculous. That's like 10 years worth of salary for some people as well. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't think a lot of the time, um, in terms of making a career in cars, people don't overly look at carring. Um, no. Also, because I remember that used to be quite a sort of traditional path route. Certainly when I've watched yeah. documentaries like, you know, Schumacher's documentary was recently on Netflix and that was quite prominent that his carting was what transcended him to cars. Yeah. So is that, is that sort of changing now in modern days? Is that so? Are we going on a bit of a tangent? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, I mean, um, nowadays, like, like I said, car, carting has become far too expensive. Yeah. So, um, sim racing is, a. uh, more of an alternative now um i'd say it's it's still tricky to get the opportunities 
through sim racing however mm -hmm. it's um it is becoming more and more um you know it's happening more and more often and it will be more and more of a, a popular route into motorsport right. as, as, as the years come yeah. well you've you've touched on that beautifully it's almost like you can see my notes i was gonna ask you so as you were growing up sim racing was becoming this more and more i liken it to graphs so carton was sort of up here instead of going oh you're just watching this exponential growth of sim racing mm. how did how did you first come upon sim racing was it just a case of you just used to love playing the games to get a feel of like you were racing yeah it started off with uh grid oh what game what throwback game Grid Auto Sport, I think it was. I can't remember. It might be Grid Auto Sport, something like that. And um, like, my, I had had my first uh, my first ever wheel was like one of the really, really, really old Fanatec wheels. Um, which is, I used to, uh, I used to rock one of those Xbox ones. You know, the ones that like an extra yeah. like fifteen twenty quid. Yeah, exactly. So you know, like, which is actually like quite cool because you know, mm -hmm. of course, that was my first sim racing wheel. Of course, now now we're working with Fanatec, which is really really cool. And um, obviously, yeah, got, got into a bit that way, but, you know, that was more of a kind of play thing, you know, mm. um, just like, you know, how a kid would have an Xbox. Um, but yeah, de definitely, you know, around um, uh, 20, 2018, got more into more into sim racing uh, with Project Cars 2, which was... It didn't have the great physics or whatever, but um, mm -hmm. that was my first taste of, of eSports. Got into to this team called VP. It doesn't do too much sim racing anymore, but that was like one of the top teams in there. Done really well there. And then uh, moved across to iRacing and um, built my way up on there. And uh, during lockdown, I kind of got fed up. Like iRacing is the most competitive sim on earth. I, I don't even touch it for exactly that reason. <laughs> it's so, so difficult. Some of the people, like the big thing with iRacing, what you see is you see other sims like RF2. And yeah. the, pro, the pros from RF2 come across to iRacing and 80, 90% of the time they can't do it. Really? Um, yeah. They, they, is, it's just, R, RF2 is the one they use for the virtual Lamont, isn't it? They yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I, on RF2, they're incredible, really mm -hmm. fast, but on iRacing, they're, they're just not there. Um, but for iRacers, they come on to RF2, and the majority of the time, they're actually quicker than, than the pros on there. Um, so the best drivers are definitely on iRacing. Okay. Full stop. But the best drivers in sim racing are definitely on iRacing. Okay, so um, that's kind of like um, that's like almost the big leagues of sim racing. Then it is, yeah. That, that, that's that, that that is that's where you find the most uh, the, the fastest and the most competitive, um, most talented mm -hmm. drivers in the world. On on on, with regards to sim racing, on is on iRacing. And I I got to a point during lockdown where I was just say, like, well. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm really really competitive, and I just didn't like being you know yeah. sore than these guys. So I, I decided to upgrade my sim, and um, I decided to just put in more effort and uh, and see if see see if I could become a professional on that as well. And um, yeah, I did. 
uh, and got uh, an email one day from 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 Roman Groshon, uh from from that team, and um, yeah, I've been 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 with them ever since. Ever since. Been, so, background, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it was nice there. I, f- I like I like having like the nice backdrop. But I'm feeling. I was saying this before you came in here. I was like, it's always good when the guest has a better backdrop and like set up than you. <laughs> it's like it yeah. kind of looks like they're the professional. Yeah, well, that that's kind of out of the way. Like when I'm when when I'd actually be racing, I'd actually have it yeah. directly behind me. But it's it's over over there for now, just so I can get in and out easier. We're on ca- yeah, we're on casual mode today. I won't we're on casual mode. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, oh, it's, it's day off today. Day off for both. It of is. Us. Yeah, day yeah day <laughs> off today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. I've just thought of a nice question that I kind of want to. We're going to talk about Roman Grosjean and obviously the Rage esports racing team. Yeah. Um, how would you? So you said I racing is like the pinnacle, like that's where the best and the best go. If you were to, if you, so somebody came to you next time you're at the track and somebody says, I want to give sim racing a go, like I've not got 250 grand to go car and in the European Championships, would you say just go straight into I racing and just go, that is the minimum you need to be at? Or would you say, you know, do the RF2s, do the GT7, and then work your way through? Um, I, I, I mean, yeah, I would, I would probably recommend going, going to iRacing because I'd say that is probably more representational in terms of technique, right? Especially with you know things like braking, um, braking techniques and and that, and eye racing a lot of the time you need to really protect the tire and under under drive mm-hmm. it and rf2 allows uh, a lot of slip which means you can send it into a corner drift it round and you'll still be really fast um so it's probably better to learn on eye racing from a driver's perspective um in terms of real life because in real life you know if you're driving nice and smooth that's always when you're at your quickest nice and calculated mm-hmm um but yeah like working yourself up to a pro level in iRacing racing and um do you know try to do world championships and stuff and there's a lot you see like and just wait wait for an opportunity you know there's a lot more opportunities popping up now where if you win a championship on the sim mm-hmm. um you'll get a, a a drive in real life so, so you yeah. mean so you say these championships are these like you know just community type leagues and then you go from there or no 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 you is know, there like official are... leagues they run yeah yeah absolutely yeah what? you know official official things run by iRacing um and then uh, some are these are these just open to the public or do you have to yeah no, no, no open for everyone a lot a lot of the time the only criteria is um is you know maybe maybe an age to make sure mm-hmm. if you win the championship you're you're old enough we to, can we to can pay you yeah <laughs> yeah like to make sure like you know if you win this congratulations on winning ah uh, you're only you're only 15 you're you're not old enough to drive a car you know all ah, right okay yeah so like but apart from that it's open to everyone yeah, yeah. oh right but that brings me on to my nice question what makes sim racing so good and i think we both agreed when we were talking about this in text it is the fact that all you literally need is you don't even need the sim actually you can do it with just a controller yeah yeah absolutely it's probably a lot better on iRacing i think you get destroyed if you're on controller but <laughs> i think um yeah the accessibility of it is is the biggest thing um because you don't really need the best equipment there's a lot of fantastic sim racers out there that, that don't have the best equipment but are just very very talented mm. um I think in racing nowadays, 
uh, I think it's no secret that um, there is some very talented, very talented drivers that deserve to be higher. Mm -hmm. There's drivers that um, are are in positions that they're in um, with 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 budget. Um, you mean like a you mean like a you buy your seat situation? Yeah. Is that like it's, it's no secret? I, I don't think anybody begrudges you for saying that. There, it's a well-known fact that you can buy your seat in certain situations. Uh, absolutely, yeah. So I think you know, there's there's definitely you know places where you know maybe maybe you know more more talented driver in a, in you mm -hmm. know in a, but you know biz, business is business. Yeah. Um. At the end of the day, so you know it's that's, it's that's tough. No fault of the team as well, is it? Team teams need to make money. Um, mm -hmm. so I understand that, you know, it, it is a business at the end of the day. Um, I'd say one of the big beauties of sim racing is that isn't an aspect. When it comes down to the world championships in iRacing or, or and, and other, other things in LMVS, mm -hmm. you're guaranteed hundred percent that the, that the, you know, 20, 30 drivers on that grid, um, or in LMVS, whatever it is, how many drivers, like the, the drivers there are genuinely unhindered by budget and therefore they are the best in the world and you have the most competitive grid there in the world. I find it a lot harder to win, you know, at the, the, the top level in sim than, than in real life. Wow. Yeah, I, that's, I, that is, yeah, that's that is actually there's, quite there's a no limit on practice yeah. either. You know, mm -hmm. there's like, you know, you see some drivers are, you know, in the feeder series and everything are down the road on other drivers because they've done so much more testing. They've got a lot more budget there. In sim racing, you don't have that. You you can practice whenever you want for how long as you want. So when it actually comes to it, you know, the, the say, you know, like it's that top level. So yeah, I, I, I think that sim racing is is stupendously competitive. Stupendously competitive. It's it's incredible. It really is incredible. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I I've I've been really getting into it recently. I've always known about it. And then I've been watching so much right now. And it's like you said, it is it's because it's what you know people always complain like, oh well, if we put them all in the same cars, then we'd see who the prop is like that's what sim racing kind of is you know like, yeah yeah i mean that. it still comes down to setup and everything that's yeah. a huge part of it but i mean like theoretically yeah um it's, 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 i think the lemon the lemon virtual was all based off the same model wasn't it It was all based off the same lmp2 model but then like you said you had tuning factors and yeah 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 setups and stuff but i mean the same you know the same teams were up there every time so it's about you know yeah. putting in the work it's just the same as real life when you look at the single yeah. you know like the you know whether it's lemon you know everyone everyone's on the same same chassis in lmp2 but it's down you know a lot of the time you see united teams yeah. like united that they're, they're they're always up there you know it's the, it's the quality yeah it's, what, what was it there was 26 was it 26 legions and one what was the other one there was it was 26 and one i remember that from lmp2 there was one rule chassis yeah I can't remember I think, what it was. Yeah. I can't, no, but I think everybody was rooting for them in the heart of hearts. Just, you know, everybody loves yeah. the underdog story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So we, you've teased, you've been teasing it for a few minutes now, and I'm pretty sure everybody wants to hear it. What's it like getting an email from Roman Grosjean going, 
I'd want I want you to be part of my team. Like that is a an established F one name and now established IndyCar name. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty wicked. Um, you, know, <laughs> you said that so time. casually. It's, it's, like, it's like yeah. you know, it's you know, we you know, like we obviously look up to these to these mm-hmm. guys. So um, to have to for them for them to want you in their team because of you've displayed, um, you know, skill and and and, and talent etc. is is a is a is a really big achievement in itself. Mm-hmm. So. Say so that was um twenty twenty the contact year was it twenty nineteen? It was twenty 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 one, I think. Yeah. Some 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 COVID era time, whenever that was. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when the when the world went to shit, that's when they contact. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So being part of an esports team, what's that like? Because I find it so my world is is rugby. I love motorsport is often my first love, but rugby was the sport I could play and do, probably because of the entry fee, as we were discussing earlier. But yeah, so being an esports member, because I'm very much a pack your bag, go to training, go to the gym, do whatever you need to do, get on the team bus. How does an esports team work? Like, do you have like regular meetings? Is there like training sessions? On I assume it's like a almost yeah, like a, a lobby yeah. type session yeah yeah absolutely i mean yeah the the, the contacts are very very close um mm-hmm. yeah, communication's obviously key um and you know for for these big events there are plenty of practice sessions together we all need to understand the car the mm-hmm. unique thing is you know you need to have a very good feel of the car but in these endurance races everyone needs to have a, a good feel for the car so you need to set up the car for the team, not for the driver. Um, oh, that, that was going to be my next question. So you know, yeah. when the pit stops, that can you change the settings within a parameter, or is it no this is the so, for the race? Yeah, basically, like yeah, oh, like man. once when you say you know have the setup applied, that's that's it for the race. Um, you know, there's very few things that you can change. Like some cars, like you know the Indy car and supercar, mm-hmm. you can change the roll bars just like in real right. life. Nice, but. In other cars, it's basically just, you know, uh, brake bias, ABS settings, traction control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty pretty minimal. Just 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 like in real life, really. Wow. So, how does a normal week of an esports team look like? What's the normal schedule looking like? Say it's like a race weekend. Is yeah, race like week. A, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, a lot of the time, you know, like you know, some people might have worked during the day. So, like, but mm-hmm. basically every day, you know, there'll be a, there'll be a session. On, on the lead up to a big big race event you'll be practicing every day together uh for for a few hours for for a really big event you know like something like uh bathurst 12 spa 24 hour um you know you, you you have some 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 drivers some some teams putting in you know 30 40 hours individually each mm-hmm. so a huge wow. amount of time that's a, that's, that's a yeah. full not not to sound like as shocked as it might across, but like to put that in perspective, that's almost a full conventional nine to five working week just on the set. Yeah, yeah, you know, like a lot of people like talk about, you know, speed running, um, yeah. you know, in game, you know, in games or whatever. I think, uh, you know, sim racing is 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 maybe one of, you know, is people people don't look at it, but I mean, you have to be. We're talking about we're trying to be within a few hundreds yeah. over every single lap for every single driver over 24 hours maximizing everything on fuel uh on tires 
everything mm -hmm. it is yeah it's yeah it's really really yeah it's, it's still on okay i think it was mcnish he said they're not looking for drivers anymore you're looking for fighter pilots that are happy to be on land because you need to have such control and composure to be able to like you said like adjust brake bias adjust abs yeah like you, know, you have to you have to think about strategy mm -hmm. you need to be clever behind the wheel you know you need to pick and choose your battles um yeah you have to be you have to be so so much especially especially in endurance race like in a sprint you can go a lot more flat out mm -hmm. um you got limited time there so you can take more risks but in an endurance and an endurance setting um you need to drive at a pace that is you know very 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 fast uh drive you know drive almost as quick as you can but still have five percent in reserve i was gonna say yeah uh, so you're almost aiming for like a 95 percentile yeah pace. basically well you, you want to you also you almost want to have like a kind of like 100 percent pace while still having five percent in reserve <laughs> not taking risks yeah so yeah it's like it's it's kind of like a hundred percent like it's, it's a weird thing to say but yeah. 100% pace while still having 5% in reserve, which I know is kind of <laughs> kind of impossible, but you know, it's something that I've learned, you know, a fair bit about over, you know, the past yeah. uh, past, you know, like as this this year especially, just maturing as a driver and whatnot. Yeah. So uh, a quick so a quick side check. Comparing your racing in the real world IRL, if we're going to be hip for the kids and the sim racing world, does that affect your mentality in a race? Because obviously. There's a lot less chance, like we've said at the start, you're not going to wreck a car in sim racing. Obviously, you'll put the team out of the race or in the pits yeah. for a few hours, but you're not going to wreck somebody's car and think, I've got to go back to the paddock and explain to this man why it's in a wall. Well, I, I never I never struggle with um with separating the two. I know I, I know I know some people are like, Well, I don't want to do too much sim because you know it affects the way that I drive in right. real life. But for me, I, you know, I don't have any issue going from going from um sim to real life wow. uh if, if anything it's the other way around for me like it takes me a little bit you know after a racing weekend it takes me a little you know, it takes me like an hour to to get back into the uh get used to the sim again because it's a different feel wow. um but yeah no I, I i don't really have any issue switching from from sim to real life for me for me i treat the two the two differently yeah okay, I, so I, is it like almost flicking a switch kind of you're just like okay i'm in a real car now yeah 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 right. ab 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 absolutely yeah absolutely that's it that's interesting because we're going to come on to a topic later where i really want to talk about the mentality of driving the cars but before that we're going to come out we're going to come out of the online universe and we're going to talk about the gt5 challenge that you're obviously taking part in in 2020 so we're going back a couple of years now um how do you get the call up for races like that like how do you get discovered going from the car and in the sim world yeah, uh, well, like for for the team that I was with, Fox. Um, shout out Fox. Yeah, shout out Fox. Um, <laughs> it's probably Fo the most big shout out I could yeah, have done. There. Yeah, <laughs> Fo Fo Fox. Fox are fantastic. You know, like mm -hmm. you know, with with um, Paul, Paul and Jamie at Fox. You know, they're just fantastic guys. Um, I uh, they they called me up for for a shout out because they saw what I did in carring and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um and in my initial year in car cars the junior saloons um after all the wins and podiums and that 
a really successful year with and that you know like that was my first ever years in cars so you know made a make made a big splash so i got invited to the driver show and we won the driver show and then yeah so mm-hmm. i ended up yeah so there was like a so there was like a proper the prize for winning this race or shoot out as you call it is you lot are going to go around this track and the one that comes back first is getting in this chair yeah basically yeah wow that's yeah. that is really cutthroat and doggy yeah. dog really it is yeah i mean yeah it's it's uh you know it's of course we find out on the day as well you know we, we finish the runs whoever's fastest yeah. gets the drive and, oh so it's uh, like time trial time trial not flight race uh yeah yeah like exactly so we're all you know we all headed out kind of one by one in the same car and uh yeah whoever whoever was fastest got the drive here's the question in a time trial do you want to be the one that goes out first or do you want somebody to have because i assume like nobody's going out on cold tires because that's unfair on the person that hits the track uh, no like no, well, you know of course they made it they made it 100 yeah. percent fair made it 100 percent fair so the same gap you know made sure everything was right you know because it, of course they want you know for for their benefit as well they want to make sure that they're getting the fastest driver so you don't want any, any external factors like with like you know oh well this will send out this person straight after and you know different tire pressure you know they yeah. they made it yeah made it 100 percent equal yeah wow so i was reading somewhere that you said uh, the gt5 is still actually currently the seventh car the, the, fa- the favorite car you've raced so far is that yeah, still stand yeah. the test of times because i was watching some of the highlights the other day doing research for this and like you look like you were having fun throwing that thing around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like so that. you know, like the the you know, Janetta's have like a really good place in my heart. They taught they taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a damn. It's a, like especially the GT5 because it's on the slick tire. Um, you know, so it's, it's a really really you know fickle car. Um, so yeah, no, it's definitely one of my favorites. I think more with the classics now. I think you know, I think some of the more favorite cars that I've raced is like you know B BMW five. Uh, BMW 1800 teaser, which I'll be racing again. I think at the Silverstone Classic, um, Jaguar type as well um, with the lightweight. Um, you know that thing is awesome. Uh, Cooper is st- Sterling Sterling Moss's Cooper Bobtail, like the wow. fat is factory car, the factory Cooper Sterling Moss Bobtail from from 1955. That that thing's really really cool as well. Yeah. How does it really how does it feel getting in that car, thinking Sterling Moss out here and race this car? Yeah, it's. Um, do do you allow yourself to have that little split second of just going, this is a like a, a take it in moment? Yeah, I I do. You know, when I'm sat in the car getting ready, but I think you know once 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 the visor comes down and the lights go out, your your job your job remains the same. Whatever car you get into. And that's to go out and, and, and go fast. So the jo- job r- remains the same for me, whatever car I get into. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to give you the nickname of the cyborg because you mm-hmm. seem like you are lethal as soon as that visor comes down. Yeah. <laughs> so following on from the, the GT5 Cup, you moved into, you took up the Praga Cup at, towards the end of 2021. You came and joined that team for a, a few races at the end. How does the Praga difference from the GT? Because obviously, downforce, all these different factors, just a yeah, completely different car. Yeah, huge, huge difference. Um, you know, the, for me, um, I think you know one one of one of the biggest things that um, I kind of um, pride myself on, and one of my skills skills, um, you know, one one of the biggest weapons in my armory is is 
how fast I'm able to get up to speed in in a car that I've never driven before. Okay. Um, I I like finding the speed fast, um, because obviously we're on limited time. We don't have a lot of testing. And that's one of mm -hmm. the big things I learned with with not having any budget. Uh, I don't like to waste time, so I get out. I get up to speed and then I can focus on having the rest of the day and finding you the final tenths. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, you know, so like with the Praga, um, you know, I remember hopping in the, the aerodynamics came, came very naturally to me. Um, it was very, very comfortable with it straight away. Um, so yeah, once again, I think that, job, that was evident from your races as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, of course, I, I I actually did like twenty twenty one with 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 Eaton Abby Eaton from the Grand Tour. Yeah. Uh, initially, um, and and you know Abby was great. She was very very lovely. And then of course at the end of the year, um, hopped hopped into the car with with uh, with Jimmy, um, and managed to um, um, help him achieve his uh, his goal of getting the the podiums. Mm -hmm. Oh well, you, I've, I've, I came across you in twenty twenty one Praga Cups where I first started noticing your name and really paying attention, yeah. and that was that was the thing to me. So you, so I like what you're saying there. So that almost sounds like a valuable skill because I've never thought about it until you mentioned there. There's there's very few drivers that only drive the one car all year round, so it's like it's all good being fast in your favorite car again and again and again, but it's almost like a skill you should really focus on is your ability to find what makes each car yeah, take you get in. Yeah. I mean absolutely. I mean like you know for for me you look at a lot of other drive drivers my age mm -hmm. and a lot yeah, of tw them, twenty years old by the way. What a fantastic old. achievement at twenty yeah. years old. <laughs> so a lot of other drivers my age um will you look at the high majority of them and they're only doing they're only driving one car for an entire season. Mm -hmm. Uh for for me, you know, to make sure, you know, that, you know, obviously, you know, um, but budget is a, is, is a huge thing that I always have in mind because it's something that we just don't have. So it just means that I need to, to, to work that bit harder. So, you know, if, if, you know, if I can make a bit of money with, with racing the classics, then absolutely I'll do it. Um, and, Yes, like you know, the, I think the classics is, is great for it's also really really good for for learning um, uh, mechanical sympathy as well because you right. know these car these cars are a lot older they're a lot more susceptible to things like uh, over revving um, you need to take care of the brakes especially in something like a Jaguar E type um, so yeah it teaches you a lot of skills but yeah high majority of drivers my age uh, will only drive one car for the entire year so. And so like what I'm doing is quite unique in that aspect where, you know, in, in a single year, I'll end up driving, you know, six to seven different, different types of cars. Why? So, so, so I assume the other drivers kind of develop a bit of like almost complacency, not complacency as in they're getting lazy approach to it, but you, you assume all cars will have the same characteristics then, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, ab absolutely. So like, I mean, that, that you need, <laughs> the thing is like, you need to get up to speed fast. Um, mm -hmm. Like when you don't have the, you know, the full budget for testing, but you still need to do it in the right way. You can't rock up and you can't, you know, be bashing the curbs out on that one. That's that's not what mm -hmm. I mean. 
you know, you need to you need to build up the speed in a calculated way, but do it very, very quickly. And there's a real skill to that um, because you can imagine, you know, for, for manufacturers looking in from the outside, if, if you if you if you're rocking up and in the very first practice session, you're putting the car off the track and you know, the car's damaged, you know, it, 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 it's not good. You need to, you know, go every, everything that you do has to be professional absolutely yeah wow that's that's really it's actually a love i love hearing these type of in-depth nuances that you only hear from people that do what you guys yeah, do yeah so I, it's I, I forget i'm hosting a podcast it's a real problem because i become so invested in the story i'm like oh this is so interesting they think you're the one asking him the next question you're like oh great yeah so we're gonna move on now so this was just before you were in the pragas again how did you feel when Motorsport News Magazine mentioned you as one of the ten rising stars for British motorsport? Yeah, no, I remember that well. Yeah, that 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 was um, yeah, that that was really really cool because you know you're you're getting mentioned next to to other drivers um, that are are definitely at the top of their game in the rising sport. You know, these are drivers that are that are already affiliated with manufacturers, um, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that no, that's that it was a really good, uh, you know, a really really nice achievement, and um, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it was it was really nice to get some recognition. Did that? Um, do these sort of events? So when you get these like national magazine papers, whatever we want to call them, journalism publishers, do you find these linked to steps in the career? Like, do these sort of go one by one? Like, do you find you get? Like you notice certain followers on Twitter that you think, I wonder if they would have followed me a month ago before that and stuff like this. Um, a, a tiny bit, yeah. But I think even if you're doing a good job, you still need to put the work in because of how cutthroat and how brutal motorsport is. Unfortunately, like I said earlier, teams mm-hmm. need to make money. So just because you're one of the top 10 rising stars in Britain, if you don't have the, you know, if you don't have any budget to bring to the table, you're not going to be in the car. Right. So yeah, you, you need to work that's, bloody that's hard with it. And the, the better, the better way to do it is, you know, like if, if you don't have a lot of, of budget, you need to work hard with, 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 you know, things like driver coaching and instructing and, and mm-hmm. pick up, get a good reputation there. And then, you know, get get a hold of 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 am drivers and um, yeah, make make a make a career that way. Yeah, wow, that's that's so baffling to me because, as I said, my my knowledge is rugby, and if you're if you're listed as one of the ten best up and coming rugby players in in Scotland or Britain, a high chance you're probably going to be a professional rugby player. You might not yeah. be the greatest ever live, but you're probably yeah. So well, I think I think my, my, my manufacturers do take notice of that though. So I mean, mm-hmm. like you can still have things like driver shootouts. Yeah, uh, and that you know you need you really do need to make the most of those things. Um, okay, so, so so these these are kind of like a foot in the door situation, and then yeah, it's up absolutely. To you to it, from, from there, you need to build on that, and you just yeah. like at that point, you know, when when you get named as you know one of the top ten rising stars in the entire of the UK, and the UK is arguably uh, the most competitive country in the world mm-hmm. for for racing drivers. I'd say that quite confidently. Um, once you're placed in that position where you're being named as one of the top ten rising stars in in one of the most in, in 
the most competitive country in the world in terms of motorsport. Um, that that's the point where you really need to make sure that what you're doing in that spotlight is 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 you're executing your job well. Um, you don't want to be messing up, uh, and you just need to be doing a good job presenting yourself well because that that's the point where you know manufacturers will will look at you and um decide you know whether whether you're you're of interest to them wow so it's it almost it's kind of like a double-edged sword in a weird way then because so your name so the way i'm envisioning it now is everybody else would see your name on the grid and go i need to beat that guy because he's apparently one of the best so yeah kind of kind of yeah um yeah yeah i think i think there there's there's not i wouldn't say there's too much of that but i, I think definitely if you're if you're if you're getting named as one of britain's you know most rising stars you 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 straight away become uh someone that people wants to be mm-hmm. you know if you're if you're getting named into things like you know the BR, brdc's rising star then obviously you know you're you're going to be a person that people want to be because you know they they want to be you know <laughs> rising star yeah the old cliche of you've be the best you gotta be the best yeah yeah basically yeah wow so we've talked nicely and now i think this has led nicely onto sort of mental aspect of motorsport that we've kind of touched on and really wanted to segment it here but how is there's a lot of noise in motorsport and this is coming from a guy on the outside looking in there is so Mm -hmm. much noise like it if you're in the big leagues or you're even not like just your circle everybody seems to be talking about something or other and there's very little talk about the track you know like we've spoken about at Le Mans it's either what cars are coming here next year and we're already talking about the 2023 hypercar season and it's still only halfway through 2022 how do you mentally deal with all external factors and being able to go like for example just going I need to go sit on the sim and race in what can because it's not it's not a game it's never a game it is a simulation but to the external pressures, a lot of people might just go, he's playing a game. So how do you block out these external facts and go, what I'm doing is work, it is this. I need to be in this zone. That was a very long um, question to say, how do you how does your thought process work? But yeah, I mean, I mean I mean for me, you know, the way that I analyze it is um uh, do do I personally feel that it's benefiting um benefiting and enhancing my my skills? um is it is it benefit you uh if the answer is yes and if i'm executing my job well then you know for me that's that um it's it's quite easy for me you know i I don't i don't base um the way i i prepare um off of off of other people I, i i base it off of how i'm performing nice you know, and if i'm if i'm performing well if i'm doing better than other people if i don't see much room for improvement then must mean that i'm doing something right <laughs> uh that is i love that i really like that of i know i'm doing what's right and what's best for me and if until that day that's not been the case i'm not changing it i really really like that so you've touched nice there pre-race routines in terms of only a physical warm-up but a mental warm-up do you have a routine? Because I know a lot of drivers do same exercises in the same order. Yeah, I mean, I, I see. You know, I see the benefit of doing like things like you know a bit of skipping or, or you know, just like getting physically warmed up because you know it mm-hmm. it can be quite you know, 
full on in the car. Um, But I mean, I've never been much of uh, one for rituals or, or, you know, a lot, I know a lot of drivers do, you know, uh, you know, kind of like, you know, visioning techniques and stuff. Um, But I, I, I don't, I don't, I've never really felt the need for it. I mean, I, I've, I've always felt very, very comfortable with um, uh, getting in the car and going. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't really do too many of those techniques. I just, I, I feel, I mean, like, I just feel, I just, I, I feel so, I feel so comfortable in cars. I feel, you know, very, very one with the car. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't really feel that I, that I, I really need to, I just, I just feel so comfortable in the car that, you know, you know, you know, of course, physically, if any, you know, if anything, you know, the only, the only, you know, preparations I have is just making sure that my body is ready in terms okay. of, in terms of fitness. Um, but apart from that, but that's more in between race meetings, like through the yeah. weeks and stuff. But apart from that, yeah, I just feel so comfortable in the car that I, I, I don't really feel the need to, to build myself up to it. I can just get in and go because I, I have faith in my ability that I can, that I can perform every single time I sit in a car. Wow. So there's no, I know you just mentioned the visionary techniques there. So is there no, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, do you not have that? I'm really struggling to picture the way the word goes. So there is no, you almost, um, I describe it as like almost flicking a switch then in the, yeah, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no routine. I just, I I can get in, get it and go. I don't, I don't try to prepare myself. I don't build up to it. Uh, I, I've just got that kind of, um, confidence in my ability that I will be able to do the same job every single time I get into a car. So do you, do you find your mentality changes on race day then? Do you have, are you quite a serious person or are you, are you so at one with the car and what you know you're about to do that you're kind of almost like we said before, you're happy chappy until somebody goes get in visor goes down. It's almost like a different person's now sat in the car. No, I, I I try to be as professional as possible because um, I think, I think it can be, you know, you, you don't want to be dropping your guard and yeah. it doesn't matter how confident you are in your ability. You, you can't, you can't become arrogant. Yeah. You know, that that's, that's a big thing. There's a big difference there. You can be really confident in your own ability and, and not be arrogant. Um, and the arrogance comes in, you know, where you're laughing, joking around, you know, you, you, you need to act as professional as possible mm-hmm. on the race day. And you need to do every job right and you can't neglect things mm-hmm. you know i still you know make sure to study study the data and you know i make sure as well especially when when you have an am driver like like jimmy who i'm racing with this year mm-hmm. when you have an am driver as a pro they are are despite despite of age they are looking up to you because you are the professional. So you have to act accordingly because they are going to be influenced by the way that you act. So you need to be very, very professional in those occasions to, to, to be a good role model. Um, and, and, you know, set an example for, 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 for them. Um, so so yeah, that, like the, really the older brother aspect almost kicks in. Yeah, a, a, a little bit, yeah. But it's just like you, you need to be the team leader because mm-hmm. you know, especially you know, like especially with Jimmy this year, 
because you know last year was his first ever year in the car mm-hmm. um this year you know i'm i'm properly taking a pro driver status yeah. i'm leading the team in, in setup i'm leading the team in, in driver coaching i set the direction of 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 you know our, our schedule and, and what we do across the friday who's going to be in the car when for how long what are we going to do in these run plans what are we going to what 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 where are we going to go with setup um you know so you know my my you know i'm, I'm very very busy on these weekends so um you know, in, in terms of, you know, like a, a ritual getting into the car, I don't have much of one. However, I'm very, very, I am very, very focused and I do take mm-hmm. the job incredibly, incredibly serious on the weekends because it is, you know, my, 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 uh, um, my living and my success in my career depends on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I do take it seriously and I, I don't like to, I don't like to cut corners. You know, I mean, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing everything right. Wow. I mean, I feel motivated and professional just having that conversation with you. Yeah. I'm, I've, you don't seem to have any pressure, but I've got pressure because you're not, <laughs> you're not even just the driver, like you said anymore, like you, your job doesn't finish when you get out of the car, you're doing all these. Reading the yeah. Motor. Yeah, abs- absolutely. That's the huge thing with having an AM driver, especially yeah. your job does not end once you get out of the car. Yeah. You need to you need to be a good driver coach. You need to be good with with giving feedback, uh, you know, to the to the engineers, to the mechanics, um, and you need to be really really good at understanding data. The, the biggest thing is you need to be good at translating this information back to your AM driver, yeah. you know, because every single driver learns in a different fashion. They learn at a different rate. They, they respond better to to certain ways of driver coaching, whether it's the comfortness or whether it's the directness, and you need to figure that out. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, yeah, your 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 job only just starts when you get out of the car, when you've got an mm-hmm. AM driver, and that that wow. that's that's really really important, really important. I I love that, and I w- I want to clip what you said, and I want to send it to everybody because. Yeah like that attitude of you're a team leader you're a team captain quote unquote, yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever sport wants to call it that is applicable to everybody when you are a senior player and you've got a senior player senior racer senior swimmer whatever you want to call yourself when you get to the ground or the training pitch or whatever it is you are there as an example not only as a as a player as a performer as an athlete yeah well mon- think, yeah. Mon- monkey monkey see monkey do you know so you know like you, you need to especially big time with with junior drivers when mm-hmm. you're when you're driver coaching the junior drivers yeah that is uh yeah it's a that's a huge aspect of it you know because right. obviously you know they're a lot younger they 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 really do uh look up to you and uh obviously you know every every almost every kid ends up you know acting or, or being very similar to the way their parents act because you know that that's that's they, they're, raised, they're, yeah. they're 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 gonna act the same way as their as their parents did. You know, it's a huge influence. And if you're in a if you're in a coaching role, um, you know they're they're going to more or less, um, you know, they're also gonna kind of copy the way the way that you work 
in the way mm-hmm. the way that you do things i mean like for me you know J- jamie jamie stanley who's has been a huge huge part of my career you know i don't i don't think i could have had a better better role model in that aspect mm-hmm. uh, i think uh the, the way the way that i kind of operate the way that i work the way that i driver coach uh is 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 certainly based based off of him um which i'm which i'm really really thankful for um like in, in like you know in in motorsport um but i think that that in general is a is a perfect example in itself mm-hmm. uh that you know because i've spent you know a good few years with you know learning off of jamie that that i definitely you know kind of mirror a lot of a lot of the way that that, that, that he works and for for me now you know i understand that you know it's the same for me with with am drivers or or with junior drivers that the the way that i act has to be has to be has to be positive um mm-hmm. because they're they're going to be they're going to be watching and they're going to be observing and they're going to be learning from that to take on themselves well, i mean i have especially as i can't get over this because you're i whenever i talk to somebody younger than me i quite often compare them to where i was at that age and I was a little shit. Like I was just, you know, I could do no wrong. Like nothing. Ah, I, st- I still am. <laughs> I still am. Yeah. It's just, just, I, just don't I, show I, other I know, people. Yeah, 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 I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Gordy, mate, I'm not even. I'm not even saying this just because you're here. I, I just from talking to you for that, I have the utmost respect for you. And yeah, I, I want to. While we while we talk about the external factors, there was one subject I want to talk about and. It's, I know it's a very personal subject to you, but I think it's a great example of having the vision to go on and get on with the job, but also keep going on. It's, if it's around you, is it all right to talk about the situation with your mum at the moment and things like that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah can you fine. just, just for the listeners as well, can you just almost tell the story and then explain how you managed yeah. to manoeuvre around those situations while yeah. you race? So, uh, yeah, early, earlier this year on the, on the, on the 3rd of January, um my my mum uh, bless her she had uh, quite a, a heavy stroke um mm-hmm. um which of course i was i was i was there to see it all um and of course you know that was that was a huge huge in in our lives as a family um we needed to change a lot of things because of course uh, i think you know my 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 mum definitely um made sure that you know we weren't you know gonna be late to anything she sorted a lot of, <laughs> lot of stuff out so i think you know the family's function was was you know the, mo- the mother's he- role he- yeah. heavily reliant on my mom mm-hmm. um yeah and this Sh- kinda, shout out to all mothers for that yeah like, exactly so but you know this was this was hugely flipped on its head when when shadow stroke because we didn't really kind of we didn't really know what the future future would be like and i think she was she was in she was in hospital for for about you know, uh two months maybe more it was a long long time um but you know of course this year as well you know as i'm getting on in my career i think arguably this this year um i have to perform mm-hmm. because you know I, I you know we don't have like we, we we're not you know, we we can't put any money in as a family. Yeah. We don't we don't have anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this this means that you know I'm I'm having to 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 perform with with a lot of external pressure, 
um and and that that you know that that that's a hard thing is i think it's something really really valuable that i've learned is you know you can you can really really take um a lot of kind of from energy from from a situation that's going on difficult and you know use it to kind of refocus yourself um to a point where it's like you know well you know obviously my you know my dad's my dad's at home now a lot of the mm -hmm. time um uh with my mom so it's like you know okay my, my dad isn't going to be at the racing as much and everything yeah. so it's like well I, I need to make sure now that i'm really really hitting my marks i need to make sure this year is really really good in order to to make sure that i'm going to be stepping forward in mm -hmm. my career um so the, the biggest thing this year is is you know kind of turning turning a, a bad situation um and, and using it as is is kind of mental mental fuel in order to to perform at the highest highest level possible and that's something that i've learned a lot about this year and um yeah so something you know a, a skill that i think will will be super super important for for the, for the rest of my life but um yeah i mean and yeah initially that you know that was a really really tough situation um but you know she's she's doing a lot better now i would say um so got a long long road with mm -hmm. with recovery but you know we we couldn't we couldn't be we couldn't be you know prouder prouder of our mum and um we wouldn't we wouldn't have it any other any other way absolutely you know we, we love her very much and we're very 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 proud of her and um yeah it's 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 been it's been you know as, as bad as the situation has has been um i think you know in terms of like a mental aspect and and a maturing aspect um and and, and that aspect as long as you do it in a good way it's it's been it's been very you know kind of learned mm -hmm. a lot but you can I've, de I've definitely turned around to try and make it as, as beneficial as as possible wow. so you you've taken the approach of this situation because you you've what you've done is you've actually got a very mental like a strong mental fortitude there to go i know nothing i can do changes the situation now so mm, i've got to yeah. harness harness absolutely. the energy and emotions that's produced and channel it yeah is, yeah it's yeah really, it's absolutely. a really commendable thing it's, yeah it's really absolutely uh, you know that that the situation really you know really fucking sucks mm -hmm. um but you know you can either you know sit around and let you know affect you or or you can try try use it as as well as you can to to to, to propel you forward and you know that's that's um you know that, that that's what i've done and um it's it's it certainly helps um with uh, the performances this year well Gordy, as i just said i'm not saying it's just because you hear the the mental fortitude in yourself and the attitude you take even the attitude you had to this when we were talking and that the positivity you show is truly inspiring i really mean that yeah no i appreciate that thank you very much yeah it's great um hey folks sorry to interrupt the podcast there but we've got good news i'm doing a competition and it's got a grand prize of 50 quid and it's so easy you'll notice now if you go into gran turismo 7 the over in eight minutes podcast logo is now available on the showcase for you to take on and edit and put on your own liveries the competition is going to be who can design the coolest over in eight minutes podcast group three car there's no stipulation to what car it has to be but 
if you make it a card that's quite up with the meta right now, there's probably more chance it's going to get used and it's going to get seen. The only stipulations are you have to include like, subscribe, and all the streaming podcasts. You have to have the Over 80 Minutes podcast logo. You have to have the RAG Sports logo. And Gordy will send me over a logo, which I will put on social media, that you have to have included as well. Those are the only stipulations. To enter, you have to follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, at Gordy Much Racing, at Over 80 Minutes Podcast. Each, each follow counts as a second entry, so you technically get double the chance of winning if you enter by following us on both. Tag us in the photos so we can see them. It helps us see. I will deal with the notifications. Gordy's going to hate me for that, but it'll be a couple of days of notifications. Sorry, Gordy. That's all right. How this is going to go, after we've selected what we believe to be the top three, Gordy and I are going to get back on another call, have a quick discussion, compare, rate, talk about what we like, and then we're going to select the grand winner, and we will send you 50 quid. All done by the Over Amos podcast. Thank you guys very much for listening. This is the way I want to give back to you, and it means we can all have a bit of fun as a community. So get it made. The competition is going to end. This will go out on the 13th of July. The competition will end on the 18th of July, 2022, and that is when we will choose the winners and sit down. Thank you guys very, very much, and let's get back on with the podcast. There we go, folks. That's great news about the competition. Let's get ourselves back into the podcast. So... You've mentioned it a few times, Gordy. You've been your class as a driver coach, which I find really interesting as you are a 20-year-old. Obviously, you're a credible driver, so there's no question of that. But do you find as a 20-year-old you get faced with some challenges as a driver coach? Yeah, yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. I think um when um yeah, well, you know, like, if you ever have like a kind of argument with your parents, uh, <laughs> the, the, uh what they always say is, Oh, I love older than you, got more experience. Like <laughs> So obviously, you know, when it when it comes to to driver driver coaching, uh, those that are older, a majority of them are, are absolutely fine and uh, they're they're totally open. But you do you do have the the kind of ones that are like, mm, well, you know, how how you know how, how you know, it's just like kind of like still, oh well, I'm a bit older, I've got a bit more experience, but it's like, yeah, but I'm uh, you know racing a lot higher level. I've got a lot of experience of doing it, so uh, yeah. You, you, you kind of should listen to what I'm telling you, um, but yeah, it's it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a challenge, but uh, in all, I'll say that you know that's that's maybe only been you know uh, you know four four or five at most out of like all the people that have you know that have you know driven coaching have been a little bit like that, like like that. But apart from that, um, every every single am that I've worked with has been absolutely exceptional with receiving and taking on information uh all of the juniors are are actually absolutely fantastic at taking in information there's a couple of times where it's like uh with the juniors just because they're 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 in their teenage years and they're a little bit you know kind of rebellious they they you'll tell them one thing and they'll go out and they'll do another Mm -hmm. um you know i remember remember had that with one of our drivers liam um last year at Knock Hill kept on doing you know the first two corners of Knock Hill absolutely flat out and that was just screwing turn three for him say, yeah. and then we eventually got that sorted out and he went double pole position um <laughs> and it was a kind of moment of he came into the pits and I was just like told you so kind of thing <laughs> um but no like you know, he, you know he's a, he, absolutely fantastic little driver but you know it's um you know like I'm 
almost all of the drivers that I work with is it's it's more of anything you know the the few occasions with the when you're working with the public and stuff as an instructor, you know that that it's every now and then we kind of get the well because they they like you know the the thing with working with AMS or the or the junior drivers they're in motorsport and they understand you know what what I have behind me what I've done yeah. uh, and they understand why why I'm I'm, I'm coaching them. Um, but you know, when you're, when you're an instructor and you're young working with the public, it's like, you, you, yeah, it's, it's a bit trickier because they, they don't know who you are and they don't know what you've done, which is, which is totally fine. I understand that, but yeah, that, that's where it gets, that's, that's where it gets tricky. <laughs> I can imagine. I, I would hate having somebody go, I know better than you. And it's like, well, you don't. So there yeah, we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what does a normal, what's a normal session for a driver coach look like? I imagine you can't be trackside at every single event every single person's track day so is there a lot of like video analysis study and like telemetry study and data study? um yeah i mean we we, we tried to be at like you know wherever wherever we are um well do you, do you try to bring them to you almost in a way then so i'll be like well no but like we, we 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 kind of uh no like wh- wh- whenever they are we are they are driving we we do try to to be where they are because uh like that imp- they're being there in person is yeah. is really really important i'd say and that's by far the most effective way doing it over zoom or on the internet probably means that that's later on in the day it's right. not directly after the session and therefore a lot of the information um of the session that they've just done is no longer present in their head right so it's very very important that you're there in person to to sit down pull the data from the car and do it within you, you you quite literally let them get a bottle of water and then you drag them into the into the room to go through the to go through the data and telemetry oh, wow. um yeah just so everything is very very fresh fresh in their mind yeah absolutely just straight away uh really 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 important so yeah well wow, that sounds like a very it sounds like a very rewarding job to have and it also sounds it sounds really fun in terms of getting to pass on the knowledge like is that the part you enjoy about it the most yeah i mean i i, de- I definitely have a um, you know i think i think one of the most rewarding ones that you can do is doing you know driver coaching with with junior drivers um you know and then of course I, I drove with Fox for many years, uh, from when I was quite, you know, you know, f- 15, 16. And then, um, you know, I'm now in the position, um, five years later where I'm, I'm now, um, one of, one of the driver, driver coaches in that team, uh, looking after and driver coaching the juniors, um, which, which is a really, really cool thing. Uh, but it's it's really really rewarding seeing a junior uh, progress and mature in their driving style, and um, get get good results because of of hard work that they've they've put in. So yeah, it's it's absolutely very very rewarding, especially with the juniors. Wow. Well, following on nicely that from you helping younger juniors achieve their future goals and set them up for the future. What does the future of Gordy March look like? What's the? Do you have a sort of plan at the moment, or are you just going? As long as I'm in a car racing, I'm happy. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, you know, you always, you always kind of have to uh, look at what, what, what's next. So yeah, we, 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 you know, I, I have a good idea of where of 
of that of where i'll be going and stuff um but yeah apart from that unfortunately <laughs> oh is it all oh hush hush <laughs> i you know like of course um you know I, I think we've you know i think we've definitely got some uh, exciting things but for for now you know i i still need to finish the job for this year um our our aim is is mm -hmm. to win the championship this year um you know even if you do have something around the corner you're only as you're only you're only as good as your last race yeah so you know the focus is still fully on this year um and then you know once you know that that new year you know once my last race happens this year then i can refocus on next year yeah. but you know i think i think you know uh my career is is looking uh is looking uh promising and i'm i'm very happy with the with the way things are things are moving but yeah i i, I and unfortunately i went out you know i need, need to um yeah i need to uh, <laughs> You're you're on a you're on a good track. There's a job there's a job to do. There's no point worrying about the next one. There's a yeah, there's a job to do um for now. And um of course when, when I can talk to talk more about it, I'll talk talk more about it. Amazing. I'm just gonna keep dropping hints now. I'll just keep sending you texts, but like, how's your French? <laughs> you picked up a house in central France. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, I guess yeah, you'll you'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm excited to watch it go. And you're going to be keeping on the classic cars, I hope, though, because that Jaguar. Yeah, abs absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. As long as long as uh, as long as as long as uh, you know the the people that I drive with want want to keep racing their 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 cars, then yeah, I'll, I'll keep keep racing the classics. But you know, it's it's, it's probably a, a paddock that I'll that I'll actively try to to be involved with because it's a great 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 place to be and it's great fun it's amazing i'd love to i'd love to go in there and just talk to people because i feel like they'd be so interesting stories to hear yeah yeah absolutely a lot you meet a lot of interesting people in that paddock and mm -hmm. um obviously in that in that paddock you know people are there for the cars um yeah. uh, you find another you know the the professional paddocks yeah uh it is it's quite intense it's quite full-on it's very professional um of course it's racing we love it very much we enjoy it very much we're very lucky to do what we do uh it can get it, it can get a lot at times so so to have a weekend where where everyone is there purely for the love of cars mm -hmm. is 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 very is very it's a uh, very refreshing yeah that sounds like a dream yeah <laughs> Sounds like a dream where everybody's there for the love of something and there's not ulterior motives going on. Yeah. But I am going to ask you, in terms of goals, have you got... So, you know, people talk about their vision boards, their mood boards. Is there one sort of big goal you kind of have written that you, you know, that, what's the what's the day when you would go, I'll, I'll say I've made it when this event happens. Do you have one of those? Um, Not to put all the pressure on you at 20 years old, obviously, but... I'd say I'd say you know like being like a Phil Phil a Phil Phil factory GT you know racing driver that's where I want mm -hmm. it. there's that's that's where I want my career to be a professional nice. GT driver um you know racing in something like Le Mans for a manufacturer racing in something like Spa or Bathurst for 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 a manufacturer I'd say mm -hmm. I'd say that is um that uh you know I've, I've I've done done my done myself well. 
I you I would be living vicariously through you if that happened. I'll be perfectly honest because that is my yeah. dream. But yeah. I'm unfortunately 98 kg and I'm not that good a driver, so I don't think I'll ever. Get uh, well, well, mate, in, in, in all fairness, <laughs> in all fairness about um about uh like the start of 2021 throughout 2021 last year, I was about 100 and 203 kilos. So I've, I've, I'm I'm now weighing about 77 kilos. I've lost I've lost about 27 27 kilos because I got to a point in my career. It's just like, well, you know, if I if I do, you know, man, manufacturers will look at me, and mm-hmm. as soon as they, you know, regardless of the results, it's not about the results. It's also about image as well and how you present yourself, and. I did not look like a professional oh, wow. driver, and that, that was a big problem. So, you know, I, I, I basically, you know, said to myself, it's just like, if you don't lose weight now, you're not going to have a career in this sport. So, yeah, just uh, started wow. waking up at five o'clock every single morning, trained every single day until I'd lost about 27 kilos. So, yeah. well, well done, sir. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, like, a lot of that, weight. I, I, you, you try, you pick up twenty-seven kilos in the gym, and you're like, yeah. "Wow, you know, I've lost, <laughs> I've lost that body weight." And like, you know, sometimes I sometimes I still do it in the gym, like pick up, you know, a 20, 25 kilo dumbbell, and mm-hmm. just think I've lost more than yeah. this. I, I used to carry this around, yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's just you know, better, you know, I look, I, I, I look more professional than ever. I'm um, operating at an extremely high level, um, and I feel like I'm doing my job very, very well. So um, I, I think you know if I keep on keep on going along this route, then you know I I I you know, of course with with um, um, certain opportunities that I have on the horizon, uh, you know I think I think you know I've got uh, I've got a very good chance of uh, making making a career in in this sport. I could not agree with you more after watching your race. Could not agree with you more, sir. So, Thank you. cheers. <laughs> and I'm I'm not just blowing smoke up your arse because you. Yeah, know, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a very it's a it's a bad toxic trait I have. I say it was on my. Uh, I want to talk about it at the end. I really didn't want to put this in the podcast at the beginning or the middle because this is the Gordy Much episode. It's not the as every single sort of news article seems to be of. Jimmy Broadbent's racing partner, Gordy Much. This is Gordy nah, Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk about Gordy Much's racing partner, Jimmy Broadbent. <laughs> let's yeah, do it that way. Okay. Yeah. How was it getting? Because obviously, you you probably knew Jimmy prior. It wasn't just a, a a meeting at first sight, but getting introduced to his world. Because as we discussed before, we came on stage. He has a massive community, a very loyal community, a a bloody good community as we both said yeah in terms yeah, of yeah absolutely yeah yeah because yeah, i'm a youtube yeah. kid so i've i've almost watched you from the other angle like it's yeah. quite weird what's it like racing with jimmy like how does yeah. how does that world how was it getting involved in that world yeah no it's um you know obviously you know i've been involved with with uh, the big thing with me and jimmy and why it works is mm-hmm. we both have a huge involvement in sim racing yeah um he's made his career uh, through 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 sim racing and um for me it's also a huge part of mine so you know i've got involved with what he does in terms of live streams and stuff mm-hmm. um you know like doing doing races with him on on iRacing um so you know his his you know viewers and fans have got to know me 
in the process as well. And now, of course, I, I feature heavily in his videos with the with the Praga Racing series. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a, it's a really really great platform for me to to um, present my skills. Um, so it, it's you know it's a, it's a great opportunity to to have to have Jimmy as a teammate. Um, but also, you know, as well, um, in terms of AM drivers go, Jimmy, Jimmy is a fantastic, fantastic AM driver. And what people really, really forget is that he's only in his second year in a racing mm -hmm. car. And this racing car is, is very high aerodynamic. It's hard physically. It's, it's extremely fast, faster than a, much faster than a GT3 car on some circuits. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know to be thrown properly thrown into the deep end in this car he is doing an exceptional job an absolutely exceptional job um not to forget you guys are top of the championship as well at the moment it's yeah like you're just so yeah we're, we're leading yeah we're leading the championship we're, we're you know i think the first year in 2021 i think jimmy yeah i think he'd agree that he he perhaps felt a little bit of his depth mm. that you know in his first year he was happy to be there <laughs> and i think now you know that i'm i'm there pushing him and and unlocking uh you know unlocking his potential that he is now switched into this this year especially and he realized it last the last round at donington when we got both wins for this year, he definitely he's in a different mode this year than what he was last year. He's in a much more mm -hmm. competitive mode and mindset. Yeah, he's he's not there to go out and try get a podium. He go he goes out there expecting to be on the podium. Yeah, um, and that you know that that you know that that's you know that's a great thing. But um, that is yeah, a huge mind shift state as well to go from yeah, I, yeah, I want to win to second is a disappointment that is a huge yeah and that, that that that's tricky to manage in itself because mm -hmm. that's where mistakes happen you know if you go out there expected to be on the podium you then put pressure mm -hmm. upon yourself yeah uh and that that's something you know that also as the pro driver you need to try and manage that within your arm driver as well so mm -hmm. you you're also as much as you can within within your ability you're also trying to aid your driver mentally on the weekend mm -hmm. um uh, which which is another very very important aspect um so uh, but but yeah yeah uh, but you know, i think i think one big support that jimmy has is uh is, is his fans his viewers uh, i think you know when you look at a lot of uh, youtubers you look at their communities and their fans and sometimes it can be quite quite harsh it can be quite toxic but Jimmy, Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's community is, is, and I've learned this as well because they've kind of adopted, adopted me into it as well, mm -hmm. is they're, they're just so damn supportive of Jimmy. They love him to pieces. When Jimmy, when Jimmy needs some time, they give him the time and they support him. Um, and you know, I, I think, I think that's really, really special. It's really, really nice to see. Um, and and with me, of course, they, they they they've got a huge, huge amount of support for me as well, with with my work with Jimmy, um, and uh, yeah, they're they're hugely supportive, uh, and, and you know, really quite praising of, of of the work that I do, which is which is which is really really nice to see. It's it's nice to get recognition. It's nice to know that you're 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 doing 
you're doing your job well. So that's that's something that um, I think where Jimmy's Jimmy's fans and and, and community are, are are really quite unique. That you look through, you know, his comments on his videos, and mm -hmm. everybody there is just so proud of him and just supporting him fully. And that's that's just yeah, it's just so so awesome to see that within within a community where um, you know a lot of YouTubers um it's it, 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 it can get a little bit messy but with jimmy it's just you know effort like his, his his fans and supporters are just are just so 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 lovely well i i mean i'm i'm a viewer of jimmy i i'm aware i know who jimmy is i'm a subscriber of jimmy so as i think we said i mentioned earlier you first i first stumbled across you through jimmy's videos and then took my own path and became a gordy much fan as much as i'm a yeah Broadbent fan. yeah but um I kind of want it so similar to the Roman Grosjean aspect. How much have you learned from these two? Because obviously, there's different skills that they just have just through the positions they're in, almost off the track. Like, have you learned anything from them, almost about like you know, kind of like the business side of motorsport, or like the mentorship side? Because it must be it must be quite different for you as who is like you said, you're a pro driver, you're the example, you're the driver coach. But then there obviously is some aspects where Jimmy just he's from that world you know like the sponsorships the branding kind of side and obviously yeah. Roman comes from the world of f1 i think a little bit i think i think you know what i've learned for, from jimmy is it's, it's it is important to have a personality mm -hmm. um you know obviously i think in, in in motorsport i think one aspect that people do they execute everything really really well but it's it's still very important that, you know you you have you have to come across well and you have to be liked yeah and that that can be the difference between you know being successful and and getting stuck in gear um yeah absolutely so yeah like i i think definitely you know that that come across well and having a good personality that people that people get along with and people like is 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 also definitely definitely an aspect yeah I mean, I think I think the same. I say this at the time because obviously, as I said, like I've got a back. My day job is marketing, and I yeah. think drive drive to survive. If you look at the statistics of it, is the greatest bit of marketing any company slash sport has ever done because it saved yeah. what was really struggling as a sport of F one as a branch of a sport. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, version. yeah, absolutely. I mean, like F one, F one. I think is a huge part of it. Mm -hmm is um it's you to drive drive to survive um and it's it, like recently is definitely you know motorsport has become a popular popular thing you know like it's like growing up you know yeah. it was you know it, it was a popular thing to like football you know mm -hmm. it was just it was just you know it was just custom you know um especially in scotland yeah yeah well in, in scotland i'd say probably rugby was was just as popular maybe maybe more but maybe i think that was the sport that we always done better in, so maybe that's why but um yeah no, i know i absolutely it's, it's become a lot more popular and i think it's i think it's one of the biggest things is is it's becoming popular to like racing yeah um so you know you see you see all these huge influencers like you know the the sidemen's a big example mm -hmm. you, you, we, of course we did that karting race with i was, with, I was gonna say yeah yeah it's on the cart the the buckmore 24 with the with the sidemen those guys were just lovely you know people like um ethan um will lenny 
you know, lovely, like genuine, genuinely, like lovely, lovely guys. Um, mm -hmm. And these guys have got um, millions huge, of subscribers. Yeah, yeah, huge amount of fans behind them. Yeah, huge. They're, they're, I mean, they're, they're a huge influence. Uh, so to see them, you know, getting behind and kind of sharing, sharing their love for the sport with the viewers, then those viewers look into it and they love it more. But it's like more, more and more people of 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 big influence that have lots of fans are showing their their kind of love for 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 Formula One and racing, uh, to the point where it it really is becoming uh, extremely popular nowadays. So so yeah, it's it's been it's been quite cool to see. Yeah, yeah, which is good for all of us. Because eventually yeah. they'll learn. That, yeah, it's great for uh, Then they'll yeah. learn that endurance racing is better than Formula One anyway, and then we can have our casual elitism back. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think if you look at like the kind of um, business mm -hmm. aspect of the sport, I mean, obviously Formula One is is, is king because of the pure amount of um, yeah. you know, sponsors and the money involved with it. Cash but, is king. Cash will uh, always be king. Yeah, absolutely. But I think I think GT were in a golden age at the minute um, yeah. with with how GT racing is going at the minute it is massive it is huge gt3 is the biggest form of motorsport that we have had in decades yeah. easily easily and you know of course gte has moved out um and gt3 is coming into the mall now we have the hypercars coming with with all of these manufacturers with lamborghini with peugeot you know, with yeah. uh, Cadillac, with, like, Cadillac with Porsche, with Ferrari, we are in an absolute golden age of of the sport at the minute, easily. Mm -hmm. And um, I I think we're we're you know it's going to be really really exciting over the next few years to see how the 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 sport uh, progresses as it's I think more more now than ever. Or more, more than in a long time, motorsport is getting the spotlight. Yeah, for the first time in a very long time, in a very long time. Yeah, and more eyes means more fans means better racing. Everything works in circles. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, like you said earlier, fan, fan, fans. It's a fan make, sport. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a spectacle. Fan is a spectator sport fans make the sport so the more interest that the sport gets the more fans that we get you know i think the bigger the bigger and better things become so i think we're in a, an extremely exciting thing time for motorsport at the minute especially with you know what's going on with the hypercars and with lamar um so um i'm actually you know i think I think you know, young drivers are actually in a bit of a fortunate spot at the minute, as long as they can make it work mm -hmm. um, to be in motorsport at the minute, because I think it's a fantastic time to be there. However, I get I get how I I you know I left karting at the at the correct time with how expensive things were getting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I you know I've I've been quite lucky with my timing. I've worked very hard to. To, to you know and my fa my family's you know sacrificed a lot to, to help me to 
to be where I am, but from from here, it's it's on me. You know, for for the past you know for the past year or two, it's, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's been it's been full on. Yeah. Well, I think that you've actually rounded off the podcast quite nicely there. Well, the main part anyway. We've still got obviously the iconic question at the end, but Gordy, I've had so much fun talking to you today. I've really really enjoyed this. We've we've had a mammoth one. We've managed to hit the one minute forty marks. That's a good, or the one hour forty mark. One hour forty, yeah. Yeah. So now we just need to end it with our fan favorite question. You've got the team ready. We'll, we'll I'll paint a stipulation for you. You've reached your big end goal of the factory driver GT3 car, whichever manufacturer you're choosing. We're not going to paint a label on it. We're not going to burn any bridges. Just been handed the big trophy. You've just won the WEC or you've won the Le Mans, whichever one you choose. Somebody goes, Gordy. You've got to get three songs to get this whole pit crew ready for a big night out. What three songs are you choosing, and why? Absolutely, starting off, we've just we've just won. Mm-hmm. You know, the the biggest thing that we can possibly win is absolutely um, we are we are the champions by Queen. Iconic, uh, good, choice. Uh, good choice. Absolutely, you know, because it's it's it it just sums up sums up the you know the the situation perfectly. Um, <laughs> you know, because there's a lot of hard work that goes into it, so. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone would be singing, singing that on. Mm-hmm. Um, for for a second song, I'd probably go um, to just to just to get everyone ready, like a pumped up song. Yeah, uh, it's probably Gold Dust by DJ Fresh. Great choice. Uh, yeah, <laughs> great no, choice. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a <laughs> yeah, it's a really wicked tune. Um, yeah, just to get just to get everyone like you know pumped, you know, yeah. like ready and pumped up and everything. Um, and then, um, oh man, I have to go. You know, like just just like you know, like I loved like I loved the film uh, Train Spotting. Um, so um, I'd have to go with I'd have to go with Born Slippy. If you know that song, great choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like because everyone like you know just like when that car comes on like everyone's just like you know bobbing like, boom, yeah boom, 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 yeah you, you so, don't yeah. even know you're doing it until it's too late yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah so yes but I, I need to start off with 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 we are the champions for sure well gordy there's nothing left to do but do... <clears throat> try that one again yeah <laughs> well gordy there's nothing left to do now but say the outro is i've as i just said before i've had such a pleasure doing this this has really been not only an eye-opening experience for me, but I really hope it's got because my listeners come from various different grounds because the guests differ so much. But thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed this. I know I'm going to be keeping in touch with whatever you're up to and keeping going on and waiting with bated breath. So where can they follow you on social media to keep up with all, all the events? Absolutely. So, I mean, uh, one of the best places to to basically follow what I'm, what I'm doing, the results, is uh, on Instagram, which is just, Gordy Much Racing, um, Twitter as well, which I think is Gordy underscore Much or it's underscore Gordy underscore Much underscore because uh, for some reason when I created it I loved underscores so much. Uh, <laughs> some variation just, of underscores and Gordy Much Racing. <laughs> yeah, just Gordy Much on uh, on uh, Facebook as well. Yeah, it's just nice, nice and simple. If you look, if you look up Gordy Much Racing, you'll probably just find me on everything pretty much. Amazing. Yeah. All Gordy's links will be in the description below as well. So that always helps everything. See, I'm a YouTuber now and I like and subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like and subscribe. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's got nothing on me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so coming on to that, folks, as I just said, leave likes, leave ratings, leave reviews. 
I love constructive criticism because I always want to know how I get better. I'm sure Gordy will give me some after this because coaching never stops. Uh, all constructive criticism will be taken on board. I like to do it. If you're just going to be mean, bad news for you. I've got quite thick skin, so just make it funny and then I'll steal some retweets off you that way. That's all I've got to say about the mean comments. Uh, have a good one. Leave likes. Thank you very much. We'll be back again next week. Cheerio. Follow Gordy. Bye. See you soon. Cheerio.